So you want to know how to get healthy, how, what kind of foods you need. <laughs> That's a, a little bit of a brain fart there for me. Sorry about that. I was trying to get my uh, timer going. What kind of foods you need to eat? It's a big question that a lot of people ask and uh, something that so many people get wrong, which is why so many people are overweight. So stick around if you want to know the answers. Hey everyone, in case you haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm here alone today and uh, I am one of the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS Movement Mastermind where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way we get such astonishing results with our members is that we've created a really amazing program that has a balance between strength, flexibility and cardio. If you want to know how we do that, grab one of the free blueprints, the flexibility blueprint, the strength blueprint and the nutrition blueprint. And if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, podcast, you're going to want to jump over to Facebook and join our private group called UMS Movement Mastermind, where we record these live. We live stream them whilst we're recording the podcast and uh, our members can ask us questions and we answer them. So we've got a few people on today. Steve Kavanagh, good morning. Uh, Jada Goodwin uh, Crosby, good morning. And uh, Mike, how are you, brother? Um, Good to see you all here. Really happy to um, you know, to see you you all on the stream. Mike is a vegan, so I am going to be, this is going to be a vegan-friendly, carnivore-friendly, omnivore-friendly talk. I'm not going to bash any um, diets here. We've, uh, we've found that that um, isn't the right way to, to motivate people and to get, uh, to get good results. So I'm going to answer, uh, we've, we've had a really good question from Aidan Potts, who's one of our members on the UMS online coaching group group. Uh, a very speci- specific question. I'm going to answer that today. So Aiden, if you're listening, make sure you stay tuned in. And if anybody has questions to do with nutrition today and tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about it in this group. This is the, uh, and then on uh, Wednesday, it'll be in the UMS online coaching group. And then Thursday, you know, in the Unity Gym Tribe group. Um, and the reason why we're doing this today is we're working through our health hierarchy of needs. So each week we're, fo- we're focusing on one of the health hierarchy of needs while we introduce them in order from bottom to top. It's like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We've identified that there's certain things that need to be taken care of in order if you really want to achieve phenomenal results. The first one is motivation. You need to turn your spark, which is the goal, this, that spark needs to turn into a burning uh, desire, a, a, a fueled um, inferno. Uh, and once you've uh, got that motivation going, the next thing is to take care of is a daily movement habit. Once you've taken care of that, you can move into nutrition, uh, really nailing down your nutrition. And then we move into physique, getting your physique to a healthy, lean composition, um, hopefully injury free. And uh, then we move into movement mastery. So today we're talking about nutrition and it is something that The reason why it's third and it comes after movement is that it's a much, much, much harder thing to get right. So to to develop a daily habit of movement is much easier than to get your nutrition right. And that's what uh, what we're going to talk about today. So the first thing that I want to do, you have to excuse me because I don't have Yanni here um, on the show with me today. Yanni's um, still recovering from a little operation he had on his eye. His, uh, his son lunged forward and scratched his, uh, his open eye with his long fingernail uh, and he had to get a little minor operation on it. He's fine, uh, but he does have to stay at home whilst he recovers from that. Uh, the joys of having children. So the first thing that I want to say that I want to talk about with nutrition is Don't think that you've heard everything that I'm about to say. 
Because even if you have heard some of what I'm about to say, ask yourself before you tune out or before you think, ah, I've heard all this stuff about nutrition before. Um, ask yourself, are you in a healthy and happy physique? Uh, do you feel that your nutrition is dialed in? And if it isn't, you haven't heard this stuff enough. And it's quite likely that a lot of, if you haven't heard Yanni or I give a talk like this before, it's quite likely that you're going to hear some different stuff. We've been doing this for a very long time. We've been personal trainers for 17 years now. And uh, in that time, we've gone from being really hopeless with our nutrition, you know, eating takeaway all the time, McDonald's, junk food, total stage five sugar addicts um, to being, you know, healthy, um, lean and, and in, a, in a good shape um, with low markers for inflammation in our, in our 40s. So um, we're doing well. And it's not something that happened uh, by accident. It's something that happened from um, just constant refinement, constantly refining what it is that we we're doing. And we've tried a lot of different things. We've tried uh, paleo diets, we've tried modified Mediterranean diets, we've tried keto diets. Um, and when I say tried, I mean, we really went for it. Like paleo I did for, oh, I think a year and a half or two and a half years. I can't remember what I was, I was really, really into it. So yeah, it's, uh, we've done a lot and, uh, and we've come around to a point where, where what we've got really works. It works for us. It's worked for us for a long time and it works for those who incorporate it. Margot's saying, hi, Rad, the food challenge is real. Yeah, it absolutely is, Margot. It's, um, uh, it's a challenge for a lot of people and, 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 and that's what we're going to talk about today. So the first thing that I really want to talk about is I want everybody that's, that's listening to understand that if you want to uh, get healthy and get on top of your nutrition, then you are waging a war against, uh, against advertising and against companies that do not give a crap about your health. And over decades and decades of market research, they have turned food into something that produces massive um, dopamine rewards through a combination of sugar, salt, and fat. Um, it's not sugar. Everybody thinks it's, it's just sugar. It's not. It's the combination of sugar, fault, uh, salt, and fat. Uh, and I'm going, to talk about, um, I'm going to talk about that a lot more. Uh, and also clever marketing because they've found a way to make you think that you are eating healthy food when you are eating shit, absolute shit. And every single time you go to the supermarket, you go to the every, every time you step outside, you're waging that war because you if you're not consciously um, taking care of your gut microbiome, then you have uh, bacteria that's living in your gut that thrives on those foods that when it starts to starve and it starts to get hungry, it sends signals to your brain saying, I need some of that food. And all you need to do is quickly look around and you can see um, you know, cafes or corner stores or convenience stores or whatever it is, uh, and you can get a real quick hit of whatever it is that's gonna you know, keep that bacteria thriving and happy. And um, so, so that's the first thing you need to understand. You need to understand that if you want to change your nutrition and you want to change your diet, then you're really going to need to accept that you're you're fighting a war and the war is being lost right now. You're losing the war. Um, the fast food companies, the, the big food companies are, are winning and they are winning by a country mile. So once you understand that, you know, what's the answer? What do you, what do, you do? How do you win this war? 
Um, and it takes it takes a lot of work. It's not an easy thing to do. You have to be very, very proactive. You know, Mike, um, you told me you've been a vegan for about five or six years. I'm, I'm sure you can relate to when you made that decision that you were going to become vegan. And let me know, brother, in the comments. I'm sure you can relate to that you probably realized pretty quickly that you basically had to prepare all of your own food. You know, when you have dietary requirements like that, um, you, all, you you very quickly realize that when you go out, there's, there's just very few, if any, options that you can actually eat and, and stay within um, your diet. And and that's the thing that I really love about the, the vegan diet. I think something that it that, that is very, very positive about it. And it is a controversial diet. I'm not going to go into, um, I'm not going to slam it and I'm not going to prop it up. Um, it, you know, there's there, um, some people really believe in it and some people don't. And, and that's fine. Um, that's not what I want to talk about today. But one thing that I really love about the vegan diet is that um, it gets people to really question what they're eating and it gets people to really clean up um, their health. And uh, a lot of people get great results from it. So um, Mike, let me know, can you relate to that? Um, so yeah, th that's one of the first things that you need to do. You need to understand that if you want to, if you want to really take care of your health, you're, you, you, you need to prepare your own food. Um, it, you know, it's, uh, it's a very, um, uh, yeah, it is a constant study and, and vigilance, Carmine, you're absolutely right. I find that I, I'm finding that where I'm at now, I, this year, I've made a really big leap forward with my nutrition. I'm, I'm, I, um, you know, I always look at how can I level up from last year and, and, uh, and the, the one thing that I felt that I still, you know, even though I was eating so much healthier than the average person, um, I, I'm j I just wasn't near where I wanted to be. I was still eating um, too much takeaway and I was having too many cheat meals and I was eating, um, you know, refined sugar, chocolate and ice cream on the weekend was my, you know, my go-to, you know, reward for a, a week of hard work. Um, and it, I didn't, I didn't change the way that I ate because I wanted to lose fat and get in better shape, like what a lot of people uh, do it for. I did it because I wanted to reduce inflammation in my body, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to start to feel better. You know, I've got some old niggling injuries that the older you get, the the, the more they start to bug you and the more that injuries start to bug you and you and you start looking at how can I how can I fix this stuff and you're like all right well I'm I'm doing all the strengthening I'm doing all the conditioning I need to do I'm doing all the stretching I need to do um, and then you you come across inflammation and if you're really honest with yourself if you're drinking alcohol if you're eating refined sugar if you're if you're having dairy um, and, and a lot of other things even even a lot of raw vegetables um, that aren't cooked properly um, if you're doing this stuff, then you're not doing the things that you need to do in order to reduce inflammation. And so, so that was the big, um, that was the big change for me. The big change for me was I was like, all right, I want to really reduce inflammation. So I'm going to take it that step further. And, and what I've found is that now that I've done that and I've, um, I, I so rarely have cheat meals. Um, when I do, I feel so shit from it immediately afterwards. I just feel so horrendous in my gut and in my stomach that I, I found myself saying no to cheat meals. I'm, I'm saying, no, I don't want to do that. Um, even though I've eaten really clean for a whole week or for two weeks or three weeks, um, I just don't want to do that to my, to my body. Um, and and that's, that's the hardest thing that you're probably going to find with this nutrition thing is to 
to understand that you need to start preparing your own food. Because if you're not preparing your own food, you're letting somebody else do it for you. And even the things that I thought were healthy, like honestly, you know, the most recent cheap meal that I had was Thai. You know, we went, we thought, oh, let's get a cheap meal. And we tossed up. Um, and it's so funny. If I told most people that I had a Thai stir fry um, for a cheap meal, people would be like, what? A cheap meal? That's like, you know, veggies and meat, you know, stir fried. It's all fresh. And But the thing is, the reason why it's a cheap meal is because I don't know what went into it. And after eating it, I can tell you what did go into it. Even though the vegetables were fresh and it was cooked really fresh for me, um, I can guarantee you that the quality of the oil was very low. This this is how restaurants save money. If they were using high quality oil, uh, you'd be paying an extra $10 per meal. I guarantee it. Um, so, you, so you're getting low quality oil when you eat even at a good, most good restaurants. Um, and then this, the next thing is, um, who knows how much sugar and God knows what else was put in. Um, I'm just wanna, I just want to have a look at what Mike's saying here. So Mike's saying, yeah, mate, um, I was lucky to already be in the habit of preparing my own food, always have, but approaching it with more consciousness to hit all the macros and micros changed my life. Um, yeah, that's right. And Margo is saying society needs to stop using food as entertainment. I'm going to talk about that in, in a minute, Margo. That's a really good point. And Carmine is saying, I buy for multiple restaurants, uh, going to farms and organic produce and fish markets. It gets more uh, difficult and is different for everyone, mono-specific, despite the best intentions. Yeah. Mike, you're a, you're a chef, man, and you've been a chef for quite a while. Um, can you back me up here on, on talking about this idea about low quality oils and, and things like that in the way that, in the way that most kitchens, um, cook, um, that's my understanding of it anyway. So, yeah, so even though I'm, I'm doing this, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm eating really healthy and, and everything I got and I get what, what most people would consider to be a really healthy cheap meal and I feel shit afterwards. So it just got me questioning, you know, how much do I really want to do this anymore to my body? I, like I, I'm getting older. I want to, I want to really, um, I want to, you know, I want to live in a healthy body. I want to feel good all the time. So um jada good uh good one crosby is saying how do you feel about fruit i've heard mixed views on this i absolutely love fruit and i'm going to um talk uh, about that in just a sec so let's i'm, I'm going to keep this relatively general today and i'm going to answer aiden's question okay so and i'll answer your questions anyone's questions here okay so my views on on nutrition is we have tried so many different things. We've tried giving people meal plans that I spent six months creating with a 100 calorie per day difference going from 1200 calories a day right up to 2200 calories a day so that people could get a DEXA scan and the DEXA scan would say, this is how many calories you need to eat. And then we would say, eat that and you will get fit and healthy. And guess what? Not one person did it. No one. No one follows meal plans like that. It's too rigid. Uh, it's too hard to do. I don't do it. It's, a, it's an absolute pain in the ass. Um, then we tried giving people, you know, really strict diet guidelines, you know, like follow this diet, which means completely exclude that and exclude this and blah, 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 blah. Um, and that didn't work. It's too restrictive for people. You know, like what if I tried to tell Mike, who's a vegan, if I had to say, oh, well, bro, you, you know, you need to eat um, fish and chicken and lamb and, and beef because they're the, they're the best sources of protein. And, um, you know, if you don't do that, you're not going to get healthy, which is what a lot of trainers do and a lot of nutritionists do. 
Well, that doesn't help Mike, does it? And not only does it not help Mike, it makes him feel alienated and probably resentful towards me. He's going to start going, well, well, fuck you. You know, I, I'm a vegan and I do this for my reasons. Um, why can't you support me? Why can't you give me some advice that's going to help my health? So <clears throat> there's a few guidelines that we give to people. And this works really, really well. We found that this works exceptionally well for people. So the first one to understand is that you need to, you need to eliminate um, processed foods. You need to start preparing more of your own food. That's a really, really, really important thing. Um, yeah, Mike's saying Thai food especially is fried to shit, but you're spot on with the oils and stuff. Um, and Roger's saying behavioral psychology. Yeah, that's right, man, behavioral psychology. Um, so the first thing that I'm going to say is you need to, you really need to understand that convenience equals bad health, okay? It's really, really important to understand that. There are so, few, I'm, I'm not going to say there's none because I don't know this, but in my experience, there's so few, if any, convenience food options that are available to people easily that are good for your health. And the reason why is because the margins are too small. If you create food that is good for your health and you have to make a business out of it, which means you've got to pay all the overheads of running a business, those meals cost a lot of money and people aren't willing to pay that. And I'm not seeing anybody charging what it actually would cost to make a good meal. Um, so what I'm seeing is that the convenient options for food, are, they're not healthy, they're, they're just not. You need to um, source your own you know, fruits and vegetables and meats and whatever it is yourself and prepare it yourself. So one of the first things to understand is like what I do uh, and what I strongly recommend people to do is that you, um, you cook at night and you cook enough for your lunch the next day, okay? So you, you cook once in a 24-hour period, but you've got meals for throughout the day, okay? And if you're going to eat breakfast, we'll talk about that in just a sec. Um, personally, I don't like eating breakfast. I think it's a really good way to optimize the health benefits of intermittent fasting if you just skip that one meal, um, but we can talk about that in a minute. The next thing to understand, and this is a really, really, really deep topic, is that you need to start prioritizing cleaning up your gut microbiome. It doesn't matter if you get rid of sugar. It doesn't matter if you eat high fat, high protein, low carb, um, you know, all of the things that more and more people seem to be clued into what leads to better health. Um, if you're not prioritizing your gut flora, your microbiome, then you are going to fail eventually. And the reason why is because there's a, I wonder if anyone can chime in on this uh, for me here. There's a documentary that I saw on Netflix, which was a really good introduction to this. It was a really good way to introduce you to the concept where it talked about, it, the, the title of it was something to do with like the, the, the mind gut or the, the gut is the second mind or I don't know, something like that. Um, can you try and Google it? Oh, actually, yeah. See if you can um, just search for something like um, Netflix gut mind documentary or something like that. But it, it's, uh, you know, they interview a lot of scientists, a lot of doctors, a lot of researchers, and they talk about how like the, the gut microbiome is a very, very, like the science and the research on it is very new. It's very, um, uh, 
it's not something that is common knowledge yet. Um, but a lot of people that are pioneering the research are saying that within the next 30 years, it's going to come out that the biggest breakthrough in health is, is going to come from understanding the gut microbiome. And I, I, I've heard this. Um, in fact, I think it came from a book that I read called 10% Human, um, which is another fascinating concept that ties into what I'm talking about here. But you know what's really fascinating about the human body? We've all heard this idea that we're you know, 80% water or whatever. I'll tell you something that's even more fascinating that. Within this body that makes up me, for every one human cell, like as in you know, blood, red blood cells, white blood cells, bone, muscle, cartilage, like the cells that make up our body, for every one human cell, there are nine cells of bacteria, of a foreign, foreign life that is basically living in symbiosis with our body. So we're actually only 10% human in here. Wrap your head around that for a minute. In the same way that if you look at the earth, if the earth was a human body and there's all this life living on the earth, you know, that's, that's what our human body is like. And um, in that book, they were talking about how after they, that they're using the same technology that they use to map the human genome. They're using it now to map the human microbiome. And it's, it's just fascinating when you hear, um, you know, what goes on in the gut. So the, um, and the way that you like in, in at the most basic foundation of gut health is that you need to understand that whatever you feed thrives, okay? And the food that thrives on sugar um, and alcohol also causes inf uh, chronic inflammation in the body. So uh, uh, it, it also, it affects hormones, it affects our moods, it affects our behavior. It's, it's really amazing when you look into the, um, into the gut health. So at the most basic level, what you need to do is starve the, um, the bacteria in your gut that causes problems and feed the bacteria in your gut that causes health, you know, and that, that keeps you healthy and fit. So the most basic way to do that is to eliminate the most common bad foods and start eating more of the good foods. And the foods that really help um, the gut microbiome, um, something that everyone can eat um, is fermented uh, vegetables. So, you know, it's vegan friendly, it's vegetarian friendly. Um, I eat it. Um, I make my own. I make my own sauerkraut. Um, it's really easy. That's the easiest way to do it, I find. Uh, and that's, and if you're not doing that, if you're not actively saying, okay, I'm going to try and starve the bad bacteria and feed the good bacteria, you're always going to come back to a point where those cravings that you have are going to just take over and you're going to start eating shit food again. Do you find it, Richie? Um, I found the gut, our second brain, but that's on Amazon Prime. Are you sure it was on Netflix? No, I'm not. I thought it was. Uh, Yanni's got, um, Yanni's chimed in here. Uh, let me just see what everybody's saying here. So Roger's saying uh, evolving. Carmine Matroni's saying leaky gut and leaky brain. Um, it here's a direct correlation. Steve Cavan is saying moods and things like hunger are affected by the gut microbiome. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yanni's saying the research is led in Sydney University called the, the Gut Microbiome Project. Yeah, Yanni's um, shared a link there. Yanni, do you know that... Um, that Netflix, I just could have sworn it was on Netflix because I, I didn't have Amazon Prime back then. I've got a subscription to it now. But if anyone can chime in here, because honestly, um, I, I, I believe this so strongly. Um, I believe that if you don't 
at least just start to research and try to understand the gut microbiome and what um, what affects the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. That whatever else we say is is going to be like a short term fix. You're eventually going to come back to a point where the gut microbiome is really just going to take over, and you're going to start eating all those crappy foods again. Um, so the next thing that I um, uh, want to talk about, I just have to think because this was an unplanned talk um, that I'm doing today. Um, the next thing is to really to understand. Uh, so we've talked about the first thing was to understand that you need to prepare your own food. You need to avoid processed refined foods. The second thing is to understand the gut microbiome. And Yanni, if Yanni was doing this talk, there'd be some different things, okay? So th this isn't written in stone. This is my opinion. This is me ad-libbing. Ad and the third thing is to understand calories and macronutrients. Um, calories count. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy around this. You know, a lot of people like to say, oh, you know, calorie counting is bullshit. It doesn't work. And yeah, um, there, there's a, you know, a lot of research that shows that uh, the calorie counting diets um, don't necessarily work, but calories matter. If you, it's, it's as simple as this. It's a mathematical equation as to, um, you know, putting weight on or losing weight. If you, if you eat more than you uh, burn off in a day, you will put on weight. And if you eat less than what you burn off in calories, in a, we're talking about calories here, um, then you will uh, lose weight. So you need to understand, you need to develop a, a healthy relationship with calories and with macronutrients as well. What I mean by macronutrients is carbohydrate, protein, and fat. So how much carbohydrate, protein, and fat are in the foods that you're eating. And um, there's uh, several different ways to do that. But Probably the easiest way these days is just to get a good calorie counting app and track everything that you eat um, for uh, probably 30 days. I'd say 30 days would be minimum so that you can start to look at how many calories you're eating in a day, but also not just how many calories you're eating in a day, but what is your macronutrient split? How much protein are you having? How much fat are you having? And how much carbohydrate are you having? Now, Yanni's calling me. I can only imagine that <laughs> this is important. Give me a sec. Okay, no, he's hung up. Um, let me let me just see what's uh, what's getting written here. Uh, so Ruth is saying celiac disease provided evidence proof of the possibility of the crossing of blood brain barrier, i.e., food impacts brain, um, uh, the gut brain link. Um, Steve Cavan is saying Dr. Rachel also talks about it. Uh, Mike is saying the beneficial privatella bacteria in our gut also loves fiber. Yep. Uh, and Yanni is saying it only takes three days to start changing your gut microbiome. That's absolutely true. Um, and Yanni said there's there's five things. Learn how to eat. Uh, learn how to achieve a neutral calorie balance, which is what I'm about to talk about now. Learn how to eat to maximize muscle protein synthesis. Learn how to eat to cultivate a balanced gut microbiome. Uh, learn how to eat to reduce or abolish systematic inflammation and untether yourself from food and maximize cellular autophagy. That's right. So thanks, Yanni. Thanks for sharing that there. Yanni's the one that's really passionate about this stuff. He's, um, he's the one that puts a bit more effort into this than I am, but I'm going to go through this stuff now. So I was talking about um, learn how to eat to achieve a neutral calorie balance. So yeah, you need to you need to track your calories that you're consuming with the calorie app. And you won't need to do this forever. Like I did this for a while um, when I was, you know, writing these, um, these dietary, uh, the, the, these diet guidelines that we gave to people years ago. 
and I don't need to do it anymore. You, you start to learn. You look at food and go, whoa, I'm not going to eat that. That's just filled with crap. It's filled with um, calories and it's got very little nutrient value for you. Um, but if you've never done that, at least for one period of time in your life, you're never going to really understand what the foods that you're eating, are, the, the impact that they're having on your body. Um, so jump on uh, one of those calorie counting apps and uh, learn about that. Okay. Uh, number two is learn how to eat to maximize muscle protein synthesis. That's a really, really important one. So what you need to understand with that is that um, a lot of people want to lose weight. Um, if you lose weight, but you're not, um, you're not working to maximize muscle protein synthesis and you're not exercising in a way to maintain muscle mass or build muscle mass, then what happens is you actually lose fat and muscle at, at a one-to-one -one ratio. And that's an absolute disaster. That's why most people bounce back from massive weight loss. You know, people lose 40 or 50 pounds and within a year they're put on 60 pounds. So they're bigger than they were before. Because when the body loses fat and muscle, it goes into defensive mode. It thinks that it's, you know, caveman times and it's winter and there's no food around and it goes into starvation mode and it basically tries to pack on weight as quick as it can um so the the second that you start eating any kind of food again it just goes bang and just rebounds okay uh the third one is learn how to cultivate a balanced gut microbiome so we've spoken about that fourth point is learn how to eat to reduce or abolish systemic inflammation um so we've touched on that um you know you need to become aware of the the foods that uh, increase chronic inflammation and also the foods that help to reduce it and um, the most common ones that most people are eating is um, is processed food that that has a high refined sugar in it um, which unfortunately is uh, any savory snack from the supermarket as well so I'm not just talking about chocolates and Tim Tams and ice cream I'm talking about when you go through the health food aisle and for those of you on the podcast I'm, I've got my fingers in a parenthesis here. The health food aisle where you get savory snacks like muesli bars and things like that, it's just the same. It's high levels of sugar. It's highly refined uh, and it increases inflammation and also alcohol. Alcohol is massively bad for increasing inflammation. Um, and the last one is to untether yourself from food and maximize cellular autophagy. And we do that with, uh, with intermittent fasting. Okay. So we'll talk more about those points um, tomorrow. What I'm going to do is to go through, um, yeah, Jada Goodwin Crosby is saying drink water. I'm going to, um, I'm going to quickly answer Jaden's, uh, Jada's questions here. Uh, and then I'm going to go into um, Aiden's question, which is a much deeper one. So Jada, um, you're saying drink water. Absolutely. The own, I don't drink anything but water and coffee. I don't drink juice. I don't drink for anything. I mean, all the, all the other drinks that you can have. I mean, if you want to have alcohol, of course, that's a different story. But if we remove alcohol, anything that isn't water, I, I, that's not true. Actually, I have kombucha. I do like kombucha. Um, and there's a couple of fermented drinks that you can have, not alcohol, um, you know, things like Switchel and, um, you know, raw ginger beer, things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, water is what the body needs. You know, we don't need juice. We certainly don't need sodas and, um, you know, cans of soft drink. Um, Jada, your, your question about fruit. Absolutely. I love fruit. Fruit has a lot of um, uh, phytonutrients in it. Phytonutrients are basically vitamins and minerals. Um, so they're really, really good for that. Um, and it is a, you know, um, there are a lot of people that have a much higher level of education and more degrees than I have that will tell you that sugar is bad for you in all forms. And it doesn't matter if you eat fruit or potato or sweet potato or chocolate or ice cream, that when it goes into the system, it's all converted to glycogen and it, it's recognized the same way in the body. And, and yes, that's true. 
But um, I really believe that carbohydrate is an essential part of the diet if you're going to try and be a high performer like I am, where, where you exercise all the time. It's the primary fuel source for exercise. So, uh, And I think fruit is a really great way of getting some, um, some good carbohydrates um, into your body. It's also delicious. Um, I think, you know... Um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm reducing how much chocolate and ice cream and all that stuff that I eat to pretty much nil. Um, fruit is a really nice uh, reward system, you know, to, to get some really nice fresh fruit and have that. Um, so that's my, my opinion on fruit, Jada. You asked that before. Um, so Lee Clements is saying water is the answer to many ills. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, Lisa Garrett saying green tea. Jada is saying I only drink water and protein shakes made with water. Yep, me too. That's right. Um, yep. So now I want to move on to uh, Aiden's question. Thanks for all your um, comments here as well, everyone. You've uh, said some great stuff. So let's have a look at what Aiden said here. So in the UMS online coaching group, he asked me a question about um, nutrition last week. And I said, look, post something more specific and I will answer it for you in today's show being today. So Aiden Potts is saying, I started at 206.7 pounds, 16.3% body fat, and now I'm currently at 199 pounds. Goal is 10% body fat, although I hover in the range of 198 pounds to 201 pounds day by day. I started this on April the 25th, so little over a month. Changes I've made are eliminating alcohol, desserts, bread, and pretty much any food that comes in a package. Also substituted all snacking with fruits. I've uh, been very consistent with this, um, probably had a total of four drinks um, of alcohol in this time. Workouts are foundations days and straight arm scapular strength days. Uh, most helpful changes were the affirmations. Surprised at how much easier it was to stay on track with the constant reminder in the morning and at night of what I'm trying to achieve. Also, the substituting snacking with fruits has been massive. I'm extremely happy and grateful for the results so far, and I know how insignificant a month is. More of a question out of curiosity on whether you need or continually increase the severity of your diet once you hit a wall or like flexibility after a period of doing the same thing, you will see results even if you stagnated at that weight. So I'm going to answer the last part. I'm going to answer your question first, and then I'm going to move into talking about the specifics of what you've said. Um, absolutely, you want to gradually um, keep, as you put it, um, uh, continually increasing the severity of your of your diet, um, as you put it. So, Yanni and I like to call that being one percent better every day. And yes, absolutely, that is the goal. Um, you can't go from zero to hero in one uh, in one jump. There's steps on the ladder, and you need to take them one at a time. So the idea is you want to make small changes, but you never want to go backwards. So you want to look for the small wins, and you look for something that you can do. So what what do you look at with your diet? What are the what are the things that we've um, that we've listed here um, that Yanni's listed? Uh, so learn how to eat to achieve a neutral calorie balance. Learn how to eat to maximize muscle protein synthesis. Learn how to eat to cultivate a balanced gut microbiome, learn how to eat to reduce or abolish systemic inflammation and untether yourself from food and maximize cellular autophagy with intermittent fasting. Which one of those do you think you can do? Um, and you focus on that until you nail it. And once you've nailed it and you think to yourself, 
okay, great. Um, this has now become a part of my life. Um, it, it, you know, I've been doing it for uh, 21 days and uh, I feel that I can continue with it. What's the next thing? And you have to just keep chipping away at it like that. And each one of those points are going to be breaking down into, into much smaller things because, you know, to learn how to achieve a neutral calorie balance, that's not just like a little, okay, I'm going to achieve a neutral calorie balance and, and, and now cool, I'm done. Let's move on to the next thing. That takes some real work. It takes you to really understand um, what kind of macronutrients are in what foods and how many calories are in what foods and, and, and things like that. So yes, absolutely, you do need to increase the intensity of what you're doing around your diet incrementally, Aiden. That's a definitely important uh, thing there. Um, so what else have you said here? Uh, and you've also said, um, or do you, uh, or hit a wall. So as in after a period of doing the same thing, will, um, if you stagnate, you know, do you need to change? Um, yes, yes and no. Yes, you do. And, and, and no, you don't. And what I mean by that is, yes, you do. I already answered that. But at the same time, you, you need to just be consistent and you need to create some consistency and your body will naturally adapt to that, um, you know, and you'll start to see more and more and more results. What I want to do, though, I want to jump back to the start here. And the first thing that I want to point out is um, telling us your weight, you know, it's great. I understand, you know, where um, for a long time we've, we've measured whether we're getting healthy or not by, um, by using weight as a, as a measurement. Um, I would completely ditch that. We do not. We don't even have scales in the gym at Unity Gym. Um, we recommend that nobody uses the scales as a way of me of measuring whether or not they're achieving success. And there's a couple of reasons for it. Number one is the fluctuations that you have from day to day. So you're telling me that you go from 198 to 201 per day. That's literally like one to one and a half kilos. That is nothing, man. You could drink a bottle of water and eat a meal and you'll be two kilos heavier. And that's why. Um, and it's not just the food that's in your stomach. It's the amount of carbohydrate that you consume in a 24-hour period is going to determine how much you know water your fat cells um, retain. So weight becomes a really, really... Um, inaccurate and also demotivating way because people are always looking for that win and they're like, oh, wow, I've dropped three pounds today. And then the next day they get on the scales and they go, oh my God, I put four pounds on. Well, no, you haven't. You haven't put on, on or lost anything from day to day. It doesn't work that way. Um, uh, so a much better way to do it is to measure body fat percentage. And the only real, really accurate way to do that is with a DEXA scan. Okay, um, and on a day-to-day, week-to-week thing, one of the best ways you can you can measure if you actually want to lose fat is just the way that your clothes fit. So you measure the notches on your belt, um, and you just measure the way that your favorite clothes that you um, that you wear frequently, the way that the way that that they, they fit. So um, that's what I highly recommend. Um, the next thing that I want to address here with what you're talking about is 10% body fat is really good. How old are you though, Aiden? I, I, I don't think you're as old as I am, if I remember. Um, and if that's the case, then 10% body fat is definitely a great goal. Um, uh, changes I've made. Okay, so let's look at the changes you've made. Eliminating alcohol, excellent. Eliminating desserts, excellent. Eliminating breads, excellent. Um, I'll tell you why I think eliminating bread is a good thing. Um, it's refined um, carbohydrate. It's refined grains. Um, even the highest quality breads, I, I, they're not, for me, that's a real cheat meal. It's not a staple day-to-day -day thing for me. 
Um, I much rather get carbohydrate from potato, sweet potato and fruit. I think that they're the best sources of carbohydrate. Uh, and you're saying that you've pretty much eliminated any food that comes in a package. That's awesome, man. That is tick, 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 tick. What I'd be focusing on for you is, so you've been doing it for a month. Great. I would be really focusing on my biggest goal for you would be to focus on sustaining what you've done for three months without going back. Because like, even though I said, you know, do it for 21 days, um, it's really like you really want to make this just your natural way of life, like so that this just becomes your default mode. Um, and make sure that you are start tracking your um, calories and your macronutrients, most importantly, so that you understand how much protein you're eating in a day. You need to make sure that you're, um, you know, you want to maximize uh, muscle protein synthesis, which means you want to try and get 2.2 grams, uh, 2.2 times your body weight in kilograms. So I weigh 90 kilos. So for me, that's about 190 grams of protein in one day. Um, to maximize muscle protein synthesis. We're not talking about to stay healthy or to live or anything like that. We're talking about to maximize muscle protein synthesis. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my uh, two cents on all of this. We're definitely over time here. Um, and I've just realized that I am late for a meeting. Yanni completely reminded me and I'm so sorry, uh, Yanni and Chris. So guys, I'm gonna have to go um, and I will see you um, tomorrow. We're going to go deeper into this tomorrow. So get your questions in and I uh, hope you all got something out of that. Have a great day. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.